and welcome to Primary Care Spotlight, the podcast that brings you all the latest news and insights from Cornwall Primary Care Training Hub. Cornwall Primary Care Training Hub is delivered in partnership with Kerner Health CIC, working on workforce development programmes across the Cornwall health and care system, and we are here to support all those working in primary care. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Primary Care Spotlight about the Diabetes Structured Education Programme for people in Cornwall, um, diabetes and you. So talking to me about this is Heather Taylor, who is a practice nurse in Cornwall and associate educator at the Cornwall Primary Care Training Hub. In this episode, we're going to give a brief summary of the new structured education programme, uh, Diabetes and You, that has been created in a partnership between Cornwall Primary Care Training Hub and Cornwall Council. The current phase is post-pilot now with a full rollout and a core delivery offer, which can be accessed by all primary care networks. So in light of that, we want to give you a little bit of information about um, what diabetes structured education is, why it is so important, who the education is for, how it is being delivered and who will be delivering it, as well as what support is available for primary care networks wanting to start delivering diabetes and you to their patients. We hope you enjoy this episode and do contact us at the Training Hub with any questions. Enjoy. Hi Heather, welcome to the podcast. If you could just introduce yourself, that'd be great. Hi Emma, thanks for inviting me. I'm Heather and I am primarily a practice nurse. I work at Brannell Surgery, which is in St. Stephen. And one day a week, I work for Colonel Education Hub as Associate Educator. Perfect. And a big part of your role there for probably the best part of six months to a year has been working on the Diabetes and You programme, which is what we're going to discuss today. That's correct. So what is Diabetes Structured Education then? Well, it's um, a three sessions of structured education, which is what it says, delivered by an educator that's got a special interest in diabetes, type 2 primarily for this training. Mm -hmm. The first session is basically about what the disease of diabetes is, how it has an impact on your individual systems and the potential complications that can arise with having a, a poorly controlled diabetes diagnosis. And we do talk quite a lot about the potential complications. And we also, on the first session, discuss how we monitor and manage type 2 diabetes by doing various tests that we offer. One of them is blood pressure monitoring and control and management. Mm -hmm. Secondly is cholesterol management and thirdly is the blood sugar management which is what we call the HbA1c and we talk a lot about these three target treatment target areas because that has a massive impact on how how diabetes is managed but we're always reinforcing our ethos which is that the diabetes diagnosis belongs to the patient and they yeah. are driving the management of their own diabetes diagnosis they're they're the keen player a keen participant and not just there to receive information and guidance and, and advice from the health professionals but to yeah. take ownership of their own diagnosis as well so that's session one yeah session two we focus mainly on the lifestyle choices that somebody would make with a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes to support their condition again. So we talk a lot about activity and how that supports diabetes. We talk a lot about the amount of food they should be having. We, we talk about carbohydrates quite a lot through all three sessions as the primary food that, that drives your blood sugar up and down. And we also talk about setting certain goals for themselves, mm-hmm. challenges or targets, whatever you want to call it. And we talk about small changes to the diet and the lifestyle, which will have a massive impact long term 
And we always try and reinforce that it's not them with diabetes today that we think about. We think about the long-term potential risks and pitfalls of type 2 diabetes without trying to scare them. And trying to reinforce that what changes they make in their early diagnosis will have a massive impact on the long-term prospects of their diabetes. And in the third session, which most of them really want, is what foods we suggest are best to maintain uh, to maintain their blood sugar levels to to safe levels and and manageable levels that will avoid the complications that we talked about in week one and that a lot of the group that we've we've done on the pilots have really got a lot out of the food taboos and the myths and misconceptions of what they can and they can't eat why they've got a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes so as an accumulation the three sort of flow together yeah. And as somebody who delivers the education, keep reinforcing what they've they've discovered and learned about in the previous sessions. So we keep building on that information that we're, we're offering and also encouraging group participation. It's not death by PowerPoint. Yeah. It's something that we ask the group to get involved with and, and we ask for opinions and any top tips from each other because the, 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 the group of patients learn a lot from each other, yeah. especially if we've got some that have had diabetes for a while. And yeah. they can they can learn from each other for that. So that's the three the three main areas that we discuss on the three sessions, and they last about ninety minutes each. Yeah, so it's really that sort of participatory learning and active learning. They're sort of engaging with yeah. each other and reflecting a bit on the things that they're doing. So that all sounds like really really useful. People may have heard of Desmond, which was a a structured diabetes education program that was delivered nationally and was being delivered in Cornwall uh, prior to the pandemic and um, did stop during the pandemic due to lockdowns and Diabetes in You was created sort of to fill the the gap that was left by uh, Desmond and to produce something that was a little bit more local. Yeah, we we bought into Desmond pre-pandemic and we, we delivered it for about two years that's a national accredited diabetes structured program. Yeah, um, and the, the way we've delivered the pilot mm-hmm. and how it, the, the the working party in its in its infancy, which would would have been the, the lead diabetes specialist nurse, the lead dietitian for diet for diabetes. We had Jackie Heffer who was who's driven this yeah. as part of Desmond. With the evaluation of what we've done, we can get some accreditation for this diabetes yeah. structured education just for Cornwall. Yeah, so it's um, worth noting Diabetes and You's uh, current phase is post-pilot now uh, with a full rollout and a core delivery offer. So that's really exciting and hopefully it will also have that uh, accreditation soon. And there has been such a such a positive response to, to the programme so far. The patients have loved it. The, the educators have loved delivering it. It's a very simple programme mm. and it's a, it's a very, very simple way of delivering really strong messages yeah. And again, the ethos is about the patient not being told what to do. Yeah. And I suppose the real benefit of the course being delivered locally is that, you know, there'll be more availability. Uh, the courses can be scheduled more frequently, uh, closer to home when they are face to face. So lots of reasons why doing it uh, at a local sort of PCN level will will work a lot better. It's worth sort of touching upon why structured education is, is recommended and important for people with diabetes and that new diagnosis particularly. There is a lot of evidence and research data to support that patients that attend structured education for a new diagnosis of type 2 diabetes have better long-term outcomes with the three ta- treatment targets that we discussed earlier, which yeah. is the HbA1c, cholesterol and the blood pressure. 
Yeah. So there is evidence, quite a wealth of evidence to support this. A lot of it's come from Desmond because they're sort of the main company that delivers this. Um, but also, if you look at NICE guidelines, it's a recommendation on NICE guidelines. When we mm-hmm. look at the quality of patient care within general practice, the quality outcome, frame, outcome framework also recommends that yeah. this is offered to all new diabetics within a year of diagnosis. Yeah. So if you look back patients that have attended versus patients that don't, their mm-hmm. outcomes are much better and more favourable from, from a long-term point of view for, for diabetes management. So I guess anything that helps them get that sort of good control early and the, the legacy effect is is a positive thing for it is. Um, long-term outcomes. It is. And I think looking at what patients get that, if you want, the light bulb moment is when mm. they appreciate that this circulating blood sugar, how it has an impact on all of the body systems. Yeah. And we talk from the top of your head to the tip of your toe because your blood supply feeds everything, doesn't it? Yeah. And that 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 heavily laden blood supply of full of sugar circulating spur sugar for what for want of a better description is what does the damage with with our with our systems it's primarily a lot of patients with a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes because we're finding them with a much lower hba1c yeah are completely asymptomatic and they, they feel exactly the same yeah and they haven't got anything visual that they can see that's that, that actually reflects the fact that they've got a long-term condition mm. that's going to be with them for life so if they can if we can get that message across even that message is is important that Although they feel fine, there's a lot going on inside that you can't sort of see visually. And we can't say, yes, you'll feel better if they don't feel ill in the first place. So that's the the task that we have when, because we're doing a lot more screening for various other conditions, we're finding a lot of new patients with a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes with a relatively low HbA1c that is primarily controlled with diet. And if we can get it right in the beginning, in, in the start of this diagnosis then hopefully that will be how they maintain the diabetes control with with a reflection with a review on what the diet's like yeah that's the idea yeah and I've sat in on a few of these sessions uh, and watched them be delivered and wait like you said it's not death by powerpoint the it's very visual it's very interactive it's you know allows a lot of like reflection so it's it's having that sort of three 90 minute sessions with sort of a healthcare professional that's what is not the norm that patients are going to get that sort of intense time with a healthcare professional to talk Mm. about diabetes yeah I think we well I certainly say that to the patients that are not not within my primary care network I've delivered to a lot of the groups across the county and I always reinforce that they're never going to get yeah three lots of 90 minutes with anybody in general practice at the moment as we stand so it's really we're really a real fortunate position that we can get get information across to them as a group yeah but they'll all all of them as an individual get something different out of these sessions but also learn from each other because they're all at different stages some are on medication already some some are not on medication so they learn from each other from that respect and they talk about the the pitfalls and the side effects of um, certain medications which will will allow the patient if it's offered further down the line they'll hopefully remember that if they do get any side effects that you know they're not unusual and and they should report them back yeah and they'll get top tips from each other you know especially with diet diet swaps you know snacks Mm. rather than and and breakfast for example you know try having omelets instead of cereal or toast and and Mm. people will pick up from that from each other as well the ones who've had success with changing the diets yeah yeah really really important so I think we've touched upon this a little bit, but who should be offered um, the Structured Diabetes Education Programme, uh, the diabetes, and to be able to attend diabetes in you? 
So anybody who's got a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes within the last 12 months is our primary group that we're trying yeah. to target because obviously if we get it right in the beginning, then mm. hopefully potential problems will be avoided. But we've had patients who, who, who are not coping very well with the diabetes. Obviously, you know, we, it, has a, it has an impact on the psychological aspects mm. of the health as well. It's not just the physical aspects of the health that we talk about. And some people do struggle with a, a new diagnosis of a long-term condition. So yeah. we've we've had patients that have been referred who are struggling and not coping with, one, with the actual diagnosis, and two, how to challenge and how to sort of approach how they're going to change the lifestyle. Remember that we've we've been through a pandemic and had two years where this group of patients may have not been diagnosed straight away or we've found them by accident with other complications of health, especially with being diagnosed with COVID and maybe being hospitalised. So this group of patients have been left a little bit high and dry through the pandemic. So we can try and grab this group and and yeah. hopefully if maybe 18 months diagnosis, we can we can offer this facility to them as well. Then yeah. hopefully we'll try and get a catch up eventually. Um, now things are opening up a little bit more really with yeah. patient care so people have been listening to this and they think right it sounds great there's these three sessions 90 minutes uh 90 minutes long and this is why diabetes structured education is so important who offers and delivers the diabetes new program so it'd be good for sort of people to know a little bit more about how it's run Okay, so there's a group of, of educators now. We've done quite a bit of training and, and introduced new members of staff into this team. So I think there's there's probably about 10 of us now. We've got some um, health coaches, some social prescribers, some practice nurses, some mm-hmm. dietitians. So we've got a, a, quite a different group of educators, not just necessarily nursing background, but the common denominator is that we've all got a, a passion about looking after patients with diabetes so if there's anybody out there who's working in GP land and want to get involved with, with delivering diabetes education, then that's something that you know there never can never be enough of us to, to pass this message across. Um, hopefully, the understanding is that we're going to be doing it at a PCN level. So each PCN will have their own educators that will be able to feed back the, the numbers that have attended and the outcomes back to the central point countywide. Um, but there can never be enough of us to support this growing number of patients that we're going to be getting over the next couple of years. I'm sure there's a lot of patients out there with type 2 diabetes because of the pandemic. We were we were very inactive for a long time. Yeah. When we're bored and we've got nothing to do, we tend to sort of snack, maybe not always mm. healthy snacks. So I think potentially, I don't know the actual figure, but there's a lot of diabetic patients yet to be discovered, I think. I mean, mm. before the pandemic, I think the number was three, three to four million undiagnosed patients with type two diabetes yeah. in the community. So maybe that number has probably gone even higher. But that's just yeah. me surmising. But, it um, does feel like that in practice, doesn't it? At the moment, mm. that you're seeing a lot more people come through as um, being newly diagnosed or as pre uh, the pre diabetes sort of yeah. category as yeah. well. It's, it feels like uh, COVID's really poured gasoline a bit on that sort of uh, diabetes, which was already sort of on an upward escalation sort of trend, wasn't it? But Yeah, I, I call them COVID kilos when my patients come back to see me after after they've been in yeah. lockdown. A lot of patients have put weight on because of inactivity and yeah. poor food choices. A lot of people had restricted food choices because they were struggling to get shopping, especially they were being you know, in isolation. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of going back to basics with a lot of the patients that are coming through in GP land who have had diabetes for a while 
and certainly since I've been delivering this diabetes education, Desmond and Diabetes and You, mm. I've been able to to sort of use that knowledge that I've got through the training that I've received on a one-to-one basis, albeit an yeah. abridged version and a little snapshot, but transferring that knowledge across to my patients on a one-to-one has been really beneficial for, for me as, a, as an educator and as a practice nurse. So if a surgery isn't already delivering diabetes in you mm-hmm. is it best that they just contact us at the training hub how, how do they sort of start to deliver well at the moment yeah. um jackie yeah. has the lead along with tracy bartery works for the ccg yeah tracy is, is is driving the lead from the from the project management point of view along with jackie heifer so mm-hmm. i think primarily the first protocol would be there mm-hmm. and failing that i'm more than happy if people want to contact me and then i can find out what they're looking for Great. And it's actually probably worthwhile people knowing that there has now also been a dedicated programme coordinator appointed. So that person should hopefully be starting soon and it should just refine that referral process um, for practices. So um, that will hopefully help. But until then, people can just contact um, Jackie Heffer or Tracy Barter or yourself, like you say. So how are the diabetes in you sessions uh, being delivered uh, currently and what are the, the future plans for that? at the moment we're still delivering it virtually yeah till we get the green light from risk assessment of whether we can see patients face to face but the idea was for mm. this to be delivered face to face initially yeah and then the pandemic kicked in so we had to rethink mm. how we were going to deliver this as a positive thing the, the virtual delivery has worked really really well so i'm sure that there'll be place for face to face and virtual when we get up and running full time again yeah um, and it's just going to be a service that will grow and grow as as people find out about it. Yeah, I suppose just being able to give the patient that choice about what they would prefer will be such a valuable thing to be able to do. You know, some people find it more convenient to do a virtual session and some people much prefer to do a face to face. So giving patients that choice will just be be really great. Who will be delivering it? I know you mentioned that there is um, we've already got 10 trainers but i think as i understood it the diabetes new program was um one of its big benefits was that it was sort of locally delivered by people within that pcn yes that's correct yeah i think the idea is that we each pcn that that takes up this offer will have mm. their own diabetes educators and then hopefully once we've delivered the session we'll feedback the information and, and the and the feedback from the from the participants back to the mm point which is governed by the ccg yeah um so the idea is to get a couple of educators within each pcn so it's not all on one person's shoulders and ideally i think that the well certainly the pcn that i work with we're going to be delivering um a diabetes education session three sessions every two months so there'll be so you won't have to wait too long as a patient wanting to have diabetes education if you're being referred via your PCN to, to the, the team. The, the the training for you to be able to deliver the, the Diabetes in Your Programme is really, really thorough. Mm. That's delivered by Jackie Heffer and maybe some of the other educators who've been doing it now for a while. It's not just for practice nurses. We've got dietitians, we've got health coaches, we've got social prescribers all delivering. The, the main common theme for all of us is that we've all got a special interest in diabetes, yeah. a nerdish passion or obsession even. Yes. You know, we like looking after patients with diabetes and we like seeing that light bulb moment when they actually understand what's happening to them. And then they, they then think, how can I make my diabetes better? And when they yeah. start thinking about it that way, 
then we're going to get positive outcomes long term for these patients. Yeah. So if you are someone who's listening to this, who's working uh, within a GP practice and you're interested in being that person because you're passionate about diabetes, it's worth contacting us at the training hub to discuss about getting onto our training sessions to become someone who can deliver the programme. Absolutely. And and the lead for that is, is Jackie Heffer. Yeah. And Jackie works alongside Tracy Barter from the CCG, who's project manages it for everything and gets the funding available for us. Um, but if anybody is interested and they just want perhaps an insight on what, what we do mm-hmm. and they want an informal chat, I'm more than happy to, if you want to give them my details, Emma, then yeah, I'm happy to speak to people who want to send me an email and we can we can catch up and I can sort of explain it a little bit more about yeah. what's what's expected of you because we, we can deliver these sessions in the evenings as well as in the daytime. So it all depends yeah. on what your PCN wants really and what your patient yeah patient groups are alike and at the moment we are delivering it virtually like we said but mm. it was intended to be delivered face to face yeah and i'm sure once covid calms down if it ever does then we'll be <laughs> delivering it face to face again so it's nice to have the options of yeah of two ways of doing it really yeah because i mean yeah for, for some people they probably maybe prefer to deliver it face to face and and that hopefully soon depending mm. on what happens with covid will be an option great so is there any sort of final points you'd like to make or anything you'd like to say? Because I think we've pretty much covered most stuff there. I just I just think if you've got an interest in looking after patients with type 2 diabetes and want to support the the long the long-term journey, yeah, in cliche, then this is a great service that we need to push and promote and encourage our patients to attend when we're looking after them in general practice on a one-to-one basis and just selling the fact that diabetes is their their condition they have a, a have a say in how it's managed and they have a say in how they can affect their long-term their long-term outcomes of the, the diabetes and the three treatment targets that we we concentrate on yeah. uh, as well as everything else associated with with a long-term condition again the psychological aspects of it are also discussed that maybe didn't i didn't really touch too much on at the beginning when i was mm. explaining type 2 diabetes and, and diabetes and new education the psychological impact of, of a long-term condition is massive on some patients, mm. and we do we do talk a lot about that on this on this um, these three sessions as well, yeah. and acknowledge that that mental well-being is as vitally important as having a a, a correct HbA1c or a correct blood pressure, yeah. and that's something that isn't taboo on on this training, and it's and it's outwardly discussed because it's it's as important in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, really, really important. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for taking the time to speak with me about Diabetes EU programme and we'll put your email and everything in the uh, description so we can get people to have chats with you if they're interested in finding out more. Yeah, it would be an absolute pleasure. The more the merrier, in my opinion. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much, Heather. Thank you, Emma. Thanks for your time. Bye-bye. all today from primary care spotlight thank you for listening and i look forward to joining me again soon for more information you can visit our website www.kernerhealthcic.org.uk forward slash cornwall training hub you can also follow us on twitter at cornwall underscore th and on facebook at cornwall training hub to speak to the training hub team about how we can help your practice or career please contact us at kernerhealthcic.workforce at nhs.net 
If you have content ideas or would be interested in being interviewed for the podcast, please do get in touch. Bye for now.